This is Morgan Freeman, and you're listening to the Game Fix Podcast. Welcome to the Game Fix Podcast. I'm Spanish, and yes, I know this is not Monday night. This is the weekend, but we have a special lineup for you this weekend because we want to give you kind of a best of show, and not kind of, it is a best of show. Uh, but in the meantime, you should follow us on Twitter, at Game Fix Show. It's the same on Instagram. It's the same on YouTube as well. Uh, and please check out our website, gamefix.ning.com, constantly updating. It's good, 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 good stuff. But uh, we, uh, a couple interviews we want you guys to listen to. Uh, we have uh, Cass Anvar. He is from the Assassin's Creed Revelation series. Uh, also, you're going to hear, yes, the voice of Mario, Charles Martinet, and our favorite, one of our favorites, Dave Fenoy. He's a good friend. And then a little surprise at the end. So, But for now, here is Cass Anvar. Enjoy. Hey, it's Spanish. I'm here with Cass Anvar, uh, voice actor for a couple of different video games. Uh, you, of course, Assassin's Creed. Tell us about the greatest experience with that. Uh, Assassin's Creed, I play Altair Ibn Lahad from, uh, from that beautiful franchise. And um, I mean, one of the best moments was actually getting the role because uh, they never really tell you what you're auditioning for. So when I found out that I was auditioning for Assassin's Creed and then I had booked the lead role in it. That was, that was a really wonderful moment, um, considering what an amazing series that was. And uh, inside the game, what I loved about Altair is um, he's such a focused and driven character. Like if Ezio, if we call Ezio the badass of the franchise, Altair is the legend. Okay. <laughs> um, Ezio's the butt kicker, he's the womanizer, he's the playboy, he's kind of the wisecracker. Altair is this focused, driven uh, man on a mission, and he is going to do and sacrifice anything it takes to accomplish the goal of, of the assassins. Uh, and he does. He, really, he literally sacrifices everything. Okay, uh, and another thing, uh, our, our viewers, listeners, they, they love Halo, Halo 4. Uh, you were in it as uh, Robert Dalton. Yeah. Um, give us one of the greatest lines from, from oh, that. Oh, my, my, I, I did this so many times. I was, he's like, Phantoms inbound, get your ass undercover. <laughs> I think our listeners are going to like that. Yeah. All right, guys, I appreciate it. Thank my you for pleasure. your time. My pleasure. Of course, Cass Anvar, it was a pleasure speaking with him, but uh, I know it was a quick interview, but we did get a chance to catch up with him. He was very cool. And, but someone else who's very cool, Dave Finoy, he's a guy, well, we'll explain to you who he is. He is the guy that you know, but you don't know, but you know. We'll, we'll explain. Here it is. I think it's time that we bring on our special guest. Oh, yeah? Uh, it's kind of going to be a surprise to pretty much everybody, uh, but this guy I like to say, you know exactly who he is. Yep. You just don't know it. <laughs> I'm talking about Mr. Dave Fenoy. What's yes. going on, man? What's up, Dave? Hey, now. Wow. I don't know who I am, but I, I do. <laughs> I'm feeling so confused now. Well, uh, Verlaine says that because, uh, you know, Dave, you, you've done so many things uh, when, when it comes to just people know your voice. It, it, it's there. If, if you play if you play video games in the past, I, I would say 15 years or so, you'd know his voice um 
I mean, one of my one of my favorites is definitely from the StarCraft series. Uh, I know oh, yeah. I, I've talked about that before. Volgen, um, leader of the horde. Yes, <laughs> that is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> Verlaine, take so, it. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Cool. Let, let's. Um, I'm gonna bring things current because this. Um, I was actually, you know, um, I'm a fan of yours. Uh, and last time we, I heard the interview, our show. I, I was in the background. Um, we talked and, you know, hit on Lee Everett from the Walking Dead yeah. Telltale series, which everybody knows you from. Uh, StarCraft, of course. Uh, I took a little look, and I'm going to list a bunch of games. All right? You ready, okay. Dave? Yeah, go for it. Fallout 4. Yeah. Minecraft Story Mode. Mm-hmm. Batman Arkham Knight. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we've got Transformers, Rise yep. of the Dark Spark. Yep, I'm there. Infamous Second Son. Ah, uh, forgot about that one. <laughs> the Wolf Among Us. Oh yeah. Grand Theft Auto Five. There you go. And mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm pretty much gonna stop there. That's as current as I'm going. Dave Fenoy is in every single one of those games, which is why I say you know who he is. We grew up with Dave Fenoy, and you don't even know it. Nope. Basically, you're, you're, you're... kind of like that angel oh. just following us. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Well, you know, it, it's kind of funny. I, I started doing, uh, I came to Los Angeles in 1990 to do voiceover as a career. And I wasn't thinking particularly about video games because in 1990, no one was thinking particularly about video games. Right. Uh, they just weren't what they are now. We were playing Asteroid and Pong sure. and you know, a few other things. Um, Final Fantasy about at that time, I really was the real start of voices in video games. And, uh, but I started getting hired to do some video games. And at the time, I thought of it as just other animation work. <laughs> uh, you know, and I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. I wasn't actually a gamer per se. And, I, and frankly, I have to say, I'm still not a gamer, uh, although I have oodles of respect for this business and gamers and and the places that gaming is going we can talk about that in a little bit but uh i built up a resume of game after game after game over the course of years without really thinking about myself as a video game voice and about six years ago five or six years ago gosh has it been that long now uh, another game voice buddy of mine, Adam Harrington. Oh, yes, uh, yes, of course. Uh, at the time, I did not know him. Out of the blue, he sent me a video compilation, kind of a, a promo reel of things I had been in and I, that I'd forgotten that I'd done. Uh, and it really made me start thinking differently <laughs> about... Uh, who I was in the video game world. Wow, I guess I've been on a lot of games and a lot of big games. And <laughs> yes. I, I, let me send this to my agent. Let me make sure she gets this out. By that sure. time, I'd already been on probably uh, 80 or 90 games. Um, man, man, that's okay. That's a great number. That's, I mean, up there, I mean, you're, you're, you're to the point where it's just like, I mean, 
you 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 are forgetting. You're forgetting what you're doing. Oh yeah, I, <laughs> it, Adam and I chuckle all the time because he'll tell me about a game that I was on X number of years ago, and oh yeah, that's oh I forgot. About that. <laughs> or he'll play something where oh man, I forgot that job. You know? and one of the things that happens is you do the job today, and it's six months later, a year later, sometimes two years later when the game finally comes out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and not being the gamer, you know, I wasn't playing my own games. I'm not even sure I would. You know, a okay. lot of actors, we don't like uh, uh, looking at our work. Uh, if you if you listen to a lot of um, uh, on-camera actors, movie actors, TV, a lot of them will tell you, eh, I, I haven't watched the movies I'm in because I'm yeah. in... And we are our own worst critics, you know. You, sure, oh man, sure. why? Oh, why didn't I do that better? Oh, I could have said, oh, why they use that take? Ah, <laughs> absolutely. So, so you don't really. So you get this job for whatever game. Uh, you don't do research on the game, maybe, and you know, or see uh, who no, the no, developers I, are. I never said that. You know, I generally <laughs> don't do. I used to not. I do a lot more now. I used to not do. Uh, uh, a lot of research on who the, the de developers were. Uh, early on, a lot of those developers were Lucasfilms. <laughs> so, sure, sure. you know, I right. knew there was, were. Yeah, there uh, were like two around. Oh, it, it's Marvel. Oh, I know who they are, you know. Um, so I, I wasn't doing a lot of research. And, you know, sometimes when you're trying to get into something, uh, you do a lot of research so you can find out who's who, what's what. Well, uh, I'm going along, I'm doing TV promos, I'm doing cartoons, I'm doing commercials, I'm doing narrations for like National Geographic and stuff, and sure. I'm doing this other thing, video games. <laughs> uh, and it's interesting sometimes what uh, an industry will choose for you. Uh, if somebody had told me when I came to LA in 1990 that in 2016 I would be well-known uh as a voice in video games and that video games would be the biggest form of entertainment in the world, dwarfing movies and music combined. By far. By I would far. have said, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh, you're so funny. You're so funny. Uh, but that's exactly uh, what happened. Uh, you know, and I'm also proud to say that uh, I get to work with uh, some of the, uh, best voice actors in the business. I should just say actors sure. uh, known for our voice work. Um, and, you know, that's it's great when you get to work with people you are fans of. And, oh, yeah. I, and I do all the time. Well, l l let's actually talk about uh, a couple of the voices you do. And, and let's go to the latest thing, at least as far as video games you've done. Um, in, back in 2016, which was this year. This small little game called Street Fighter V came out. Oh, boy. Uh, tell us about a little bit about that. You, you, you have two voices in this game, correct? Or do you, do you uh, do as some I on recall, the side? <laughs> or do you do some on the side that you weren't you don't you didn't remember? That's what. <laughs> well, you know, I vaguely remember doing Street Fighter Five, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't even remember the names of the voices I did on that game. Azam and Oro, I got you. Azam and Oro. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> this is embarrassing. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, that one, I mean, it's a big game, sure. uh, but the, the work in that game did not feel as memorable as some things. I will always, forever, 
uh, remember, uh, uh, what's his name? Oh yeah, Lee Everett. Um, <laughs> because when I when I first went in, the, the first session, the first 20 minutes, I knew this script was golden. Yeah. Uh, the, it was like nothing I had ever done before. The narrative was so important. The story was so good. Uh, so many games, uh, your character could be talking to anybody. You got a series of hello lines, a series of goodbye lines, a series of I'm going to kill you lines, a series <laughs> of I need help lines, and so forth and so on. Um, that could be said to anyone. As And in some ways, that's kind of a two-dimensional performance. Yeah. Right. Where games, uh, as as they're changing now, becoming more narrative, and the Walking Dead game was one of the very best uh, of that. I won't say it was the first because Telltale had been doing uh, narrative games before. Sure. Uh, but I think it was probably the best example of what a video game could be: uh, story with still plenty of you know exciting zombie killing action. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it won but, it won Game of the Year, right? Was that uh, several? It won Game of the Year about a hundred times. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Oh yeah. yeah, I was nominated as best voice yep. in a video game several times. Won a couple. I even got to go to London for the British Academy of Film and Television Bastard Arts Awards. Nice. It's like our Oscars. Yep. They include games. They do movies, television, and video games. Cool. Uh, I didn't win. It was heartbreaking. <laughs> but, but you got to feel honored honored to be nominated. Absolutely. Yeah, congratulations to that. Seriously. I, I understood what those Oscar-nominated actors <laughs> mean when they say, well, it's just an honor to be nominated, because it is. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it, it, one of the things as, a, as an actor, uh, you know, we also want to get paid, but it's really the applause. It's the applause actors love. And when you are honored by your peers and the people in your industry uh, with even that kind of a nomination. Uh, it's it's just amazing. And, and I won a couple. I've, I've got a Machinima Award and a Dice Award. Um, so, I, you know, I, I got some brags. <laughs> well, Which you I, should. I think it's kind of... I think it's kind of odd how y you speak of uh, Adam Harrington, who we've had on our past show before. Mm -hmm. Um you guys became buddies. To me, when I hear his name, I think of you. When I hear your name, I think of him. If You're you like the, the movie it's, click. It's funny uh, because uh, we, we kind of feel the same way. And uh, the industry has put us together in some games, sometimes as allies, sometimes uh, more often than not as foes. <laughs> uh, That's got to be fun, too, though. And, and it is fun. Yeah. It is fun. And... Uh, you know, he's a little bit younger than I am. And uh, one of the things I find uh, just in the world in general, a lot of guys my age give up on the world. Ah, this, I don't need all this <laughs> stuff. And God, dang it. You know, it's, it's almost like a thing over 40. Uh, some people just let it go. Sure. Uh, and they start becoming curmudgeonly and, well, I don't want to do this. And I don't want to do that. And why do I have to do it this way? Hey, if, the, if you don't, the world is always changing. And if you don't change with it, the world's going to leave you by. Uh, I have to credit Adam with really pointing out to me, look, man, you, you're a star in this stuff. And uh, that, that and the Walking Dead game coming along about the same time or just after that really kind of solidified uh, not only some things in my career or, or 
being recognized uh, by the industry, but solidified some things in my mind that, you know what? You are a game voice, among other things. Yeah. Own it. it. Now, did you give him the same advice? Because the, the whole reason I brought it up was right after you just took over the Walking Dead series. Um, and you took it immediately over. Immediately after, <laughs> The Wolf Among Us you. comes out, and your boy Adam is the star of that game, which I believe was also nominated yeah, it was. For a few awards. You know, mm, I, I wish I could take some credit for Adam's career. Adam <laughs> works really hard, uh, is really committed to what he's doing. Uh, I, 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 can't, I can't claim any credit for his successes. I, I just thought that was great. That it's, it's just so odd how, you know, you guys just end up together and are, are really, really making your mark on the industry. Like... And you both seem to realize that you're you're each doing it, but you're not giving yourselves your your own credit. I don't know how to put. You're not crediting yourselves. <laughs> you're what? modest. There you go. You guys are <laughs> too modest. Well, you know what? You don't want to. You don't want to be an asshole. You know. Sure. They're, they're oh, of course. Wonderful. <laughs> I'm so fabulous. So, yes. Look at oh, oh, yes, look yes, at yes, me. me. Uh, tell. Let me tell you how wonderful I am. <laughs> um, eh, no, no. I I'm. Believe me, I, I have plenty of self love. I have plenty of confidence in in what I'm able to do as a voice actor without uh, trying to lord it over anybody, and worse, uh, not understand, not recognize uh, the talent of so many other people. There are a bunch of really, really talented people in this business. I am very fortunate uh, to have had the success I have. I could uh, hope to continue to have it. Uh, but I, I'm a big fan of a lot of my coworkers. That, that that actually says a lot just because you are you, you kind of have to have trust in everyone that's around you especially i mean and i don't know, I, I guess i'm not just talking about like doing a, a video game or doing a work for anything like that i mean we're just talking about a, a day-to-day life i mean you you kind of have to trust it because you want to make sure that your product is just as good as their product and vice versa yeah, yeah. well you you can only be the best you you can be sure uh and uh, a lot of time i mean Actors, musicians, uh, artists, very often how we get to ourselves is first by imitating somebody else. A musician, you, you want to learn all the licks of your, your guitar player, you want to learn all the licks of your favorite guitar player, maybe even your favorite saxophone player, keyboard player. Sure. But ultimately, you have to make it your own. It has to come through your unique uh, physicality and emotion. Uh, so the same thing is true in voiceover. You're going to listen to uh, different people that you admire uh, or, or actors you admire. Uh, you're going to take some of that in. But ultimately, you've got to be you. That's great. I love it. Um, you, you said you said you do some uh, you do some voices like other you kind of try to mimic other people. Is there is there somebody you like to do other than just what you normally you know, do? When I, say, when I say no, there there are people who really have that talent as yeah. a mimic. People keep telling, "Oh, you should do Obama. You should do." Obama. <laughs> and uh, I and I that's not what I do. That's okay. not what I do. What I do is I take a character. Now, what are, what are the 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 character traits of this guy? Good guy, bad guy. What is he like? What is he not like? What is he afraid of? 
uh, how old is he? What's his level of education? Uh, where is he from? All those kinds of things. And, and then you, you have character who maybe he's a little afraid of talking to you on, on this. What is this? Uh, I don't know. You, you steal my soul. It's, it's scary. Uh, and, and, and a character developed. Yeah. Uh, actually it's, it's funny. We, we, we have some, some, some sound clips from some old characters that you've done, uh, that we were actually big fans of when, when we were, when we were, when we were younger. Okay. Uh, and I'm, and I'm sure you're, you're, all these are kind of going your head. I'm going to, I'm going to play one. Uh, and uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing you're going to be able to guess it. I can remember who uh, it is, well, here, and I'm going to fail. And and we're kind of hoping you do because that's the bit. No, just kidding. <laughs> okay, so so here here is the first one. Clockwork, I know you can hear me. If you do anything to my little homeboy, you'll answer to me. That was kind of a softball. So was that Transformers? No, that was Bo Jackson. That was <laughs> oh, but, oh, oh man, I forgot. <laughs> Pro stars Heck, back that's... in the day. Yeah. So if you guys are not uh, familiar with some of the work that he's done, he's he's done he did a lot of cartoons back in the day too. Uh, yeah. Like this one, Pro Pro Stars with it was Bo Jackson, uh, Michael uh, or Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan, and um, the skater. Uh, what's... Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> The skater, whatever his name is. Yeah, that's so, why I said we all grew up with him. We didn't yeah, even know it, man. Totally. <laughs> uh, I got one for you too. I don't know if you were going to play this, but I was uh, uh, Dick Scott, manager of New Kids on the Block. Oh, that's New Kids on the Block. Uh, <laughs> that's weird. I knew the day was going too smooth. What's wrong? You mean he wants to go to a regular high school? Jesus. <laughs> hey man, tough. You know, and you tough. seem like such nice guys too. <sighs> yeah, well, we, you know that we had to do it. To I you. actually, I, I have a question about that. Um, n- knowing voice work, uh, we were in radio, so and, and knowing that, and nowadays how it works is like you could do anything in your studio. You can get a job, and really, I mean, you can do it from home. So a lot of times you'll you'll do these recordings and maybe never meet the other actors. Correct especially on video games. Okay. So so back in the day when you would do these and we didn't have the audio capabilities that we do now, would you still would you go to the studios and actually get to meet and and interact with all the other voices or did they keep it the same way pretty much well, cut with, your lines with uh, animation, yeah, you were always working together with as a matter of fact one of the the downsides of technology now is even in animation you may not be working with your fellow actors uh right. but in animation in the 90s uh and and for the most part even now uh you get to work with other actors and there's a certain energy that you get and you're doing your scripts linearly so you're from from the beginning to the end uh you know and and you go through it and maybe have a pickup if you mess up a line or whatnot but you know you you just start and go. So and did you get to meet the new kids on the block? <laughs> That's really what he wants to know. <laughs> kids on the block were nowhere to be found. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I did not. And what, what's amazing, I was a disc jockey too. I was a disc jockey in the Bay Area in the 80s. I did mornings on a radio station, uh, ADI. Of course you did. Oh, well. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, back when I was Billy David Ocean on 107.7 KSOL. Billy Dale Ocean, I love it. Billy David Ocean, yeah, that's that was great. my uh, that was my Billy. moniker. 
And um, I hated New Kids on the Block. Then. <laughs> I hated them. But, you know, when I moved down to L.A. and uh, I love them. I love them. Yeah, they're great. Like, oh, well, New Kids on the Block. <laughs> love them. <laughs> well, that's great. Uh is there is there anything you want you want to touch on real quick before we let you go or uh, you know I just uh, for fans follow me at Dave Fenoy sure. uh, uh, like my Facebook uh, fan page Dave Fenoy voice actor uh, I think I'm at five thousand friends and uh, at uh, my regular Facebook page so mm-hmm. you know. Uh, Let's make it 5,001 people. <laughs> you can't. I don't think they let you have <laughs> yeah, any more than 5,000. Well, it's, uh, well I'm, I'm, about to, I'm about to play a character in uh, Mafia 3. Uh, or I'm, right? I have played the character. I've, I've, I've voiced, done the voice work, and it should be coming out sometime this year. I hope soon. Uh, and nice. I think, uh, you know, Mafia 3 was one of the very uh, big shoot 'em ups uh, games. Uh, and this time around, it's, yeah, another great shoot 'em up game, but this time it takes place uh, in the 60s. Uh, oh, wow. And uh, they, they, the theme, the message, the storyline is very today, despite the fact that it's in the 60s. It's, it's about uh, racial problems. It's about cops killing uh, people that don't deserve to be killed. It's about businesses trying to take over other businesses it, it, it takes place in new orleans can we ask the name of your character uh i am uh, uh the voice oh i play a disc jockey who's an <laughs> underground disc jockey I have my own little thing and i preach to the people nice. uh, and nobody sees me okay but you will hear me throughout the game on different people's radio right on Okay. That is awesome. That so is fantastic. Are, are you are you Billy Davis? <laughs> no, I'm not Billy Davis. <laughs> that would be even better. That would be good. well. It's funny you you mentioned uh, Twitter. Today is the tenth uh, anniversary of Twitter. It is and it is and to yeah to, to mark that day, uh, I decided to uh, take up your first tweet. And uh, I found I found your very first tweet, which took place at four thirty eight p.m. December twelfth, two thousand eleven. Okay, so that's my five years ago or something. Um, a rainy day in La La Land. Took my dogs to the park anyway, uh, anyway for a muddy romp. Now there are now they are dirty, but very happy. So I'm happy too. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> Yay! Uh, you know, what's funny. I remember doing that tweet. Yeah, I remember doing that tweet because I up up until that point I was like, oh, I, I don't understand Twitter. Why would I? <laughs> what do I want with Twitter? Uh, but something kept, you know, nagging me. You know, you need to understand this thing. Yeah. Uh, it, everybody else is doing it. You need to understand what this is all about uh, and figure out how this works in the modern world. Uh, and and I kind of did. I'm still not. I mean, I'm not a Twitter whore. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, sure. I'd be tweeting every doggone day. That's fair. Uh, like me. But... <laughs> ah, Dave. Well, yeah. My, see, my I'm, Twitter I'm handle. I'm hoping to become more of a Twitter horror as time goes on. That's fair. My Twitter handle Dave Spa five seven. So, but I want to I want to at least tell you that like my uh, my first tweet. So if you if you're interested in hearing mine, mine oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mine is hi. I'm new around here. Where is the bathroom? <laughs> and that was seven twenty eight a.m. February twenty six two thousand ten. So we're talking a year before you did it. Whoa. What? <laughs> We're ahead of me, man. Well, but I have a question. Did anybody yep. let you know where the bathroom was? Uh, I don't even remember. I think I, I think I was doing a morning show at that point, 
So I, I was like, I don't even know. Yeah. I'm going to go on tonight and I'll, <laughs> I'll reply to that. No, you do it. <laughs> totally do it. Yeah, Down the hall on the left. <laughs> yeah. We're like, what? You when aim, did I post that? Please, so you aim too, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, Dave, thank you for taking the time to talk to us idiots. And uh, Yes, thank you. We, we, we hope to get you on again at some point. So let's oh, schedule that. that no, know, <laughs> one of the things I like, you guys didn't, didn't ask all the usual questions. And uh, this was fun. Well, this good. was fun. I appreciate it. Well, good. We're, we're glad you can take the time. Guys, uh, please follow Dave Fenoy at Dave Fenoy on Twitter. And then uh, look for him on Facebook and say hi. He's a nice guy. He he replies to people. You, you, you'll see. I know. I just put you on the spot there. So Well, you know, I, I, I do. I don't, I don't get to reply to everybody, uh, sure. but I reply as much as I can. Yeah. Well, that's all we can hope for. Dave, Every 10th tweet that he reads, <laughs> he invites you to dinner. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there you go. That's it. Yeah, close enough and pretty enough. Yeah, it might be good. So, all right. Well, Dave, go. thank you again, and uh, we'll see you around. We'll be we'll be listening for you. There you go. All the best, guys. Thanks. Bye bye. Yes, thanks again to Mr. Dave Fenoy. That interview was amazing. And actually, you can go pick up Mafia 3 right now. It's in stores. Go get it, go get it, go get it. Uh, but there is uh, somebody that rings true pride for everybody that's a gamer that has grown up with games. And this is somebody that we really, really enjoyed interviewing. Uh, his name is Charles Martinet. Now, who is Charles Martinet? Well, he is the voice of Mario. Enjoy. All right, we are here at a Wizard World Comic Con in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, I'm sitting right next to uh, Charles Martinet. He is the voice of Mario. How you doing, man? Hello to all my friends in Columbus, Ohio, and all my Wizard World friends. It's -a me, Mario. Woohoo! You guys, you're number one. Yahoo! Well, we believe you're number one. You, <laughs> you are, uh, you know, childhood memories. You name it, it's Mario. Thank He's you. there. Thank that, you the so voice. Much reverberates in our heads uh and not in a bad way obviously like there, there's so much good memories about you uh what what is your favorite memory of mario oh gosh you know i it's, i've been playing this marvelous character that i love for 26 years now and every memory is a great memory i remember doing the the first mario game the first time i said hello it's a me mario uh, that, that beautiful mario 64 i love every game the galaxy and uh, the super mario bros wii and super mario bros the 3d world you know every time i do a recording it's so great uh, there's such a love and joy and passion for creating video games and then i have this magnificent joy of getting to come out to Wizard World and Comic-Con and, and meet fans of Mario because they're the greatest people alive. Really, it's fantastic. And to be doing it for 26 years now, I have multiple generations. And that's a that's an, an added joy when someone says, well, I used to play with my mom and dad, now I'm playing with my kids, you know? And I know that it's it's beautiful entertainment, uh, shared, uh, shared passion for so many millions of people. And it's a tremendous honor and a joy to be a part of that. Well, the way that you talk about this, I'm getting the feeling that you are going to kind of Optimus Prime this and just be Mario forever. <laughs> Any appearance of Mario. I've never heard that expression before. Well, I love it. I love the characters. They're such beautiful characters. They're so real and genuine. You know, the, the, the super happiness, joy, and courage of Mario, the tentativeness of Luigi, but with that courage to go ahead anyway, the, the self-pity of Luigi, and why are you always angry? Rah! 
know, I'm a rotten day. These, these characters are so dear to my heart. I, I hope I do them for at least another 30 years. Oh, I hope so too, man. <laughs> Thank awesome. you. Yeah, as, as a voice actor, do you prefer to have a character that's already, the details have been fleshed out, or do you just like to, to bring your own character into, you know, what the story is going to be? Well, that's a great question. You know, for me, is I, I, I had no idea who Mario was or who Nintendo was 26 and a half years ago. And then all of a sudden, you know, I crashed an audition, walked in and started doing a, a voice that it just by great fortune, you know, coincided with with uh, Mr. Miyamoto envisioned or heard in the in the character, the same spirit of it. And, and uh, that was just pure luck. For me, every time I do a game, it's just an absolute joy. When I went in and I saw Waluigi, the, you know, the oh, that game, you know, the arms moving everywhere, that was so great, you know. And then it's just been a process of joy and fun, bringing out more and more of the life of these characters over 26 years. So I just love it, uh, you know, whether they say to me, here, this is exactly what we want, or here, we're thinking about something like this, you bring what you bring to it. We all, uh, you know, there's no ego in our creativity. That we have such a great time. Who knows where the ideas come from? But we're improvising. We're doing this script, and oh, and here's a thought. And you know, they wanted to think, what would it sound like if we did this and tried this? So it's just a, it's a marvelous part in the process of the creating of these these wonderful games, you know. And I'm such a small part of it, you know. I'm really the guy. Somebody, you know, like a bakes a cake. You, know, you take somebody grows the flour and you know packages and puts it all together. And I come in with the frosting and I go, yay! You know, for <laughs> four hours or whatever, how many hours it takes me to do the game. And, and people go, oh my goodness, what a great cake maker! But really, it's so many hundreds of people, mar the creative teams all over the world, and the the people that put together the game and market the game, and you know, and have the concepts and the ideas and the graphics and making the integrity so that when you turn left or right, the whole world continues to expand and grow. So that to me is like, just to be a part of that is whoopee. <laughs> well, I, I have to say, I, I think I speak for all gamers. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, and, and we want more of you, obviously. We love Mario. Everything about Mario we love. I mean, it's he is, like we said, a very big part of our childhood. And yes. From the Game Fix crew to you, thank you so much. Thank you very thank much. You. Thank you guys, and thank you very much for playing my games. Is you number one. Woohoo! That was Charles Bartonet, Mario, voice of Mario. We were so glad we're on, still on Cloud Nine about that interview. It was so cool just to talk to him and see what he had to say. But I got to tell you, I'm pretty excited to see what Nintendo Switch has in store for us because the new Mario game will be out, the new uh, Mario Kart game will be out. Oh, there's so much Mario to be had and just like this. Uh, yeah, it's a good, a good segue into the next interview. And this is the bonus interview I told you about. The bonus interview is Darbian. Who is Darbian? He is the world record speedrunner for Super Mario Brothers. Very cool interview. Enjoy. Well, I, I told him we were going to start like we normally do. That's oh, really low. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I told him like we, we're going to start like we normally do, but obviously this is a little different. But uh, in this case, it is the final, um, it's the theme song you hear at the very end of Super Mario Bros. And the reason why we're playing that is we have a very, very special guest with us, uh, Darby, and he is the, the speedrunner record holder. 
I could say that in one sentence. Uh, for Super Mario Bros. Darbian, what's going on, man? Just getting used to all the fame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's uh, what's that like, man? What, what any any big uh, big time names uh, contact you, or other than the Game Fix crew, obviously? Uh, <laughs> it's just been a lot of of chatter among from everybody. Nobody really specifically, um, you know, a lot of interview requests and whatnot. Okay, but and we're and we're the first one you said, so we kind of have the exclusive with you. You're the first one that I'm doing an audio interview with. Yes, we love it. We love it. Well. Uh, well, just introduce us. Uh, I, I'm Spanish. Uh, he's Verlaine. And yo, yo. Yo, so we are actually broadcasting on live on your Twitch channel, right? Yeah, so twitch.tv slash Darbian. There it is. Uh, please go check him out. He he plays a lot of retro games. He does those speed runs. So let's just get into it. Obviously, uh, the, the, the big thing right now uh, is, well, this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Now, <laughs> explain what you were feeling at that very moment. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, you know, I can't even, I was trying to think back to that moment. And I don't even know what was going through my head. Like you can, you play out that, like when you're, when you're speed running and you know, you can picture the run that you always want to get in your head. But when you're actually in the moment, like you picture what, you, what's going to, what you're going to do when it happens and whatnot, what you're going to say, but when it actually happens, it's like your mind just blacks out and you just get in the zone, I guess. Uh, I mean, I, I was pretty excited watching it. I, 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 I'm, I, don't, I don't know. I'm kind of a nerd. I, I love the game. Obviously, had it when I was a kid, and it just brings back a lot of memories. <laughs> I've never done yeah, it that was, fast, though. Was there this much excitement? Because you, you just beat your own record, correct? Right. By so what, a fifth of a second? That... <clears throat> that Last time, were you just as excited? Were you getting as much like publicity as this it, time? You know, it's 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 funny. Um, so I I took the record from the previous record holder, Blubbler, yeah. in um, October of last year, and it, and it was a big deal, almost equally as like it blew up almost just like this one did, and it was it was crazy and insane, and and it was awesome. <laughs> And then in January, I improved that time, and there was absolutely nothing, zero. And I, you know, I don't, I don't know why it's like that. Um, but you know, that didn't deter me. I, I wanted, I, I knew the time that I was capable of getting, and I wanted to get it, so I kept grinding it. And then, and then, you know, last week, that happened. Yeah. Um, and it blew up again. So I don't, I don't know how it works. It just seems like random chance sometimes. Well. Okay, I, th I think a lot of people were wondering why this was happening and why you even did it, uh, which it actually made it probably to be even more exciting just by watching it. You, you added your heart rate monitor. Yeah. Like, um, are, are, do, you, do you have heart issues or? <laughs> no, I hope I don't. Um, just making sure. Yeah, it's, you know, obviously when you're, when you're speedrunning and you get close to the end of your game, you get more and more nervous because, you know, like, Okay, I've come this far. I've sure. done all the things I needed to do. I just need to not screw up now, and then I'm good. Um, so you get that kind of adrenaline rush. And in this particular game, since some of the things you do are so ridiculously challenging, um, like when I when I achieve them, I could feel my heart pounding in my chest, going crazy. And I was kind of curious what my heart rate was, and that's what uh, motivated me to add that to the stream. And I think it's like, especially for a live streamer, it's very 
it's a really cool addition because it allows me to communicate what I'm feeling to my viewers without me having to like say anything or type anything or do anything yeah. special. I just can focus on the game entirely and people see, oh, wow, his, you know, his heart rate's 140. It's, he must have done something amazing right there. <laughs> So did you yeah. always see did you always just speed run these retro games or did yeah. it start out as you just playing them and then was like oh I'm going to add some value to this No I this stream exists just for speed running out late occasionally I'll play something casually but uh this stream was created just for well, speed running Well what about running. what about your video game playing in general Is this um, all you do when it comes to video games is it just speed running since I started speedrunning, it has kind of, of taken over the way I, I play games. And my casual gaming has certainly gone down a ton since I got into speedrunning. Now it's right. like if I want to play games, I say, oh, you know, what am I going to speedrun tonight? Whereas before it used to be what game I'm going to play. Or, you know, I, I own a whole bunch of games that I've never touched. But for some reason, speedrunning just is more interesting to me right now. That's awesome. The, when... Uh... When I see the list of games that you play, you know what I mean? Like you, you have, I mean, you have, for, you have, this is not your only record, right? Right. It's, it's certainly the most prestigious one, sure. but no, it's, I, I mean, have come a on. few Wally others. Bear and the No Gang isn't prestigious? <laughs> I, I, I did put a lot of effort into that. I'm sure that did. game is hard. Yeah. <laughs> More than the developers, maybe, but <laughs> I mean, obviously there's not a huge speedrunning community behind a lot of those <laughs> random games, but I basically put anything, anything that I put effort into, I list on my profile. Right. Well, because I, I know your Twitter account, uh, the picture is the cool spot. Is, yeah, is and that one of your that's favorites? Only that's only because the my Twitch avatar wasn't the right size, so I needed <laughs> something else. I'm well, pretty lazy in that regard. That's fair. So but yeah, I, I actually actually Cool Spot was the very first record I ever got, so it, I guess it does have some significance. Okay, well that's cool. Good to know. Um, how do you feel about using glitches in speedruns? Oh, I, I know you're strictly console when you when you officially do it. Right. I, I'm all for it. I mean, some categories of certain games prohibit it, um, but when people start talking about glitchless speedruns, it become you get into a big debate about what qualifies as a glitch and nobody can ever agree. Like right. even in super Mario brothers, like is intentionally despawning an enemy by killing another enemy. Is that, is that a glitch? I don't know. <laughs> you're intentionally doing something that you're preventing something that was designed to spawn from spawning. But if you count that as a glitch, then um, you'd have to play through without despawning anything even accidentally. So there's a ton of examples like that in every game. So typically you won't see a glitchless category for most speedruns, and they just say anything goes, and it's the simplest rule set. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know that. And, and in yeah. a lot of cases, do, using the glitches is harder than not using them. Like doing things like wall jumps in Super Mario Bros., that's, that's really tough to do. You have one sixtieth of a second to, to jump off of a wall, oh, assuming you jump. hit the right pixel on the right. wall. So. Oh, true. Yeah, you know, I never, I never really thought about that. I mean, I know that there are, there is that, that fine line between the glitch and the hey, you know, it just happens when I do this. Right. Uh, very cool. That's cool. Uh, actually, I, I was kind of wondering because obviously you, uh, can, can I ask how old you are? I don't know if you want to 
you know. I'm 29. You're 29. Okay, so so you're you're roughly almost our age. So okay, cool. You're yeah. kind of in our age bracket. But so I mean, you've played. Obviously, you have played. I'm, I'm well. I'm guessing you've played some next gen games. We're we're big into next gen. Uh, is there a game out there that's like big now that you're into? Do you even have a console? <laughs> I I the only I guess it's current gen now console that I have is is the Wii U. I'm a okay. Self-admitted Nintendo fanboy, so I'll I'll buy whatever they put out oh, pretty no, that's much. Great. But that's um, great. I haven't bought a lot of new games. I think the last game I got for the Wii U was Mario Maker, and I I played it for about a week. But the physics kind of threw me off since I was so used to to playing the older Mario sure. games. Since it wasn't exactly the same, I it kind of interfered with my speed run since I had to get used to one physics okay. versus the other. Do, do, do you do, co- go ahead. do you collect Nintendo games? I I. I guess you could call me a collector of of the retro games. If I see see a deal, I'll pick them up. I have a whole bunch of carts sitting on the shelf over there. Um, a couple of pretty valuable ones that I just happen to get by chance. But what, what's your most valuable game? My most valuable, the single most valuable game that I own would probably be um, Bubble Bobble oh. Part Two for the NES. Oh wow! Nice. Yeah, dude. I got it for That's I think rare. twenty dollars through the mail from Funko Land back in the nineties. <laughs> oh, crazy! Have you ever watched the movie, the documentary Nintendo Quest? I have not. Oh, dude, just look it up. <laughs> Anybody who's watching, look up Nintendo Quest. It's about a dude who pretty much goes on a thirty-day quest to buy every Nintendo game without using the internet. Wow, that yeah, actually it, it was. It, it was cool, dude, because, I mean, this is every game, including, you know, the uh, stadium games, uh, Ninja Turtles, all that stuff. It was cool. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. Right on. Well, Darby, and again, thank you for joining us here uh, sure. on, on the, the Game Fix podcast. Well, kind of on the Game Fix podcast, but on your stream live right now. So people are actually hearing us live for actually the first time. We, we generally just record. So. Yeah. Exclusive audience. Oh yeah, no, and actually, people are in, in the chat room. I'm looking at right now. Uh, you know, if if you have a question for him, go ahead and 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 we'll we'll get that out there. But um, I, you you were playing Lost Levels today, okay? yeah, which is technically what it's Super Mario Bros. Two in Japan. Yeah, so. it was it was originally meant to be Super Mario Bros. Two everywhere, but. Um, you know, people will cite the difficulty as the reason it didn't come overseas, and, that, and my understanding is that was one factor, but there were other factors at play. And I don't know the entire story, but obviously, what we got in the U.S. the Super Mario Bros. Two isn't isn't this. No, it's definitely not. Uh, actually, I, I have a uh, something I need to admit right now uh, that uh, Super Mario Brothers Two, the American style, we'll go with that, is my favorite Mario game ever. Oh, it's cer- uh, certainly a unique one. Yeah. I know. Yeah. It really just cringes. Oh, <laughs> what um, um what elements from that are are you glad are still around today? Oh, I, I mean probably the multiple characters. I mean mm-hmm. obviously cuz that that was a big thing. Uh wasn't it supposed to be a different game originally though or something like that? I know Yeah, in Japan board. it's Doki Doki Panic. Oh, that's right. That's, that's the name of it. See. And it has like yeah, picking whole, like, characters. stuff up was the greatest feature yeah. of that game. Picking up the POW. The POW is cool. <laughs> Verlaine, you got some? Um, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um, all right, you. so you're playing the Lost Levels, right? And you, you yeah. say you're only on console. Are you playing it on a Famicom? Unfortunately. So this this wasn't released for the Famicom. It was released for the Famicom disk system, which was an add-on, a disk-based add-on for the Famicom. 
So oh, wow. there actually isn't a cartridge of this game. And as much as I would love to buy, like I, I love playing on the original hardware, as much as I would love to buy a Famicom and a Famicom disk system, the hardware is notoriously unreliable and the games are all suspect to disk rot. Um, so getting a working piece of, a working disk system and a Famicom and a working game um, seems like quite a challenge. And in this case, since the Famicom disk system just loads a game onto your Famicom and it, the U.S. version would have just loaded it onto your NES. I don't right. see a huge difference because the game runs exactly as it would. It's just there's one load time that's that's much shorter since you're not having to wait for it to read the data. Um, but that load time is taken out for speedrunning since it varies by platform. So this is an exception. I, I do as well as I can with a, playing with a flash card. Okay. Right. What, what, what is your favorite Mario game? My favorite Mario game would probably... Like, what is that? <laughs> I think it would have to be Mario 64. Okay. I think that was... I think that's the best Mario game. It just... Like, it, it kind of defined how 3D platformers should work, and they, they nailed it the first try. Do, it, now, was, it was awesome. Now, you, you do mostly speedruns. Do you pl ever go and, like, play that game for, like, I don't know, just to relax and jump yeah, every, around every, and take out you know, penguins maybe and stuff? Maybe a couple times a year, um, some friends and I might do, like, a 120-star race just for fun, and it takes me, like, <laughs> four and a half hours or something, but... Um, wow. It's it's just for fun. I it's always fun to play through those games. Yeah, I couldn't sit there for that long. Like I couldn't. I love video games, but I guess my attention span to one game. I mean, especially nowadays, just I can't. No matter how awesome my favorite game right now is Mortal Kombat X. No matter how much I love the game, I after a couple hours of playing, dude, I have to go to something else. I could never get to the point where I'm memorizing anything on any game. Yeah, it's like, you know, before I knew what speedrunning was, I obviously had favorite games and I would play through them. And, you know, you have a favorite game, you kind of learn everything there is to learn about it. You know how to beat it easily. It's it really stops posing any sort of challenge. But when you talk about beating it as quickly as possible, that's like an infinite challenge you just added. And you suddenly the game becomes something entirely different. Like certain items that you had no value to you before now suddenly are the most important thing. It's it's just a whole new game. Okay. Uh, Are you planning yeah. on trying to beat your own record again? Uh, yeah. I would only do that if something new was found to save additional time. I'm not confident that I could beat that time just with slightly cleaner execution. There would have to be some sort of new trick found or new time save found somewhere. What and there are some potential time saves that are on the horizon, but as of right now... I don't have, uh, I'm not going to be playing it for a bit. Now, from watching your last match, is it safe to assume, or am I correct in assuming, that that one factor that saved you that point one was at the end, the very end? Yeah, um, due to the way the game is, due to the way um, Super Mario Bros. is programmed, I was actually tied exactly down to the, the frame going into the last level of the game. So all the time save came in that level. And the biggest mistake I made in the previous record, and you can go and watch it to see this, was in the water section. I At the very middle, I briefly touched the ground and slowed down, you know, lost maybe uh, almost a third of a second, somewhere around there. 
that was the only mistake that I made. So there is a and, part of the game of that run that you think you can actually shave off some time. No, no, that was the previous record. Before, I, I before. eliminated that mistake. Oh, that's like all the, the okay. six thousand, seven thousand attempts since that record was to get this run that eliminated that one tiny blemish. Yeah, that was the I think that was the most impressive part of the whole run was the water level. Yep. Everything else, like, I mean, I think that I would be able to pull off with enough practice uh, the I other stuff. I the, Actually, the hardest thing in the entire game, and you wouldn't know this if you didn't know how the game works, the hardest level by far is level 4-2 in the speedrun, doing it as quickly as possible. Um, in, the, in the record video on YouTube, I linked to a tutorial video, and there's a section on every single level in that video, and I encourage you to check out the the section on four two because it's it's a little too much to describe here, but uh, that that single level is harder than the rest of the run combined, wow. and it doesn't look that way to the untrained eye. You know, things like jumping through the piranha plants and stuff. That's what people freak out on based on the YouTube comments, but that's that's trivial. Mm. Um, so a lot of the things that look crazy really aren't all that hard, but some of the things that look like the simplest thing ever really have a lot behind it. Well, kind of like the Mario 64 when you do those backflips into the walls oh, or yeah. whatever, the, the, the glitches. Yeah, the, the backward long jumps. Yeah. yeah, That's it's crazy, just, man. Mario 64 is, like when you add that third dimension, it gets to be too much for me, but the speedrunners of that game are equally crazy. Yeah. Have you played any of the the next gen consoles with like at your friend's house or I, I guess I'm just I, trying to get something. I out briefly <laughs> played a PS4. I think I played I played Battlefront with a friend. And, and, you know, it looked really cool. It ran great. It, it was fun. But um, my I I guess speedrunning has kind of spoiled me. Like I feel like I need to optimize things and think about things so I like I'm it. just not in that casual play mode right I, now. I do I I have a puzzle brain I like to play games like that and kind of figure things out uh, although I, I I guess I'm I'm not into like doing it as fast as I can uh, but I do like puzzle games um, like any anything like uh, well my, my my favorite game right now uh, by far uh, w- would have to be portal uh, any of the portal series to me, uh, it's it's just for for me it's really uh, uh, this game is uh, uh, I think on on top of most like puzzle games just because it's just there's so much to think about you're thinking about uh, gravity and you're thinking about uh, you know where like where the next thing is gonna happen so I, I don't know I just I guess that's the way I think uh, when it comes to video games. Um, but I mean, to yeah, each their own. I, I, guess. <laughs> I played through Portal, and I, I had a great time with it exploring sure. the puzzle. I haven't played Portal Two yet, oh, um, but two. the speed run of Portal does even more. Like it's it's like the puzzle beyond the puzzle. You go out of bounds and chambers and do a bunch of crazy stuff. It's I, you should check it out to see just how oh, broken wow. the game can be. Okay, no, totally. That's crazy that anybody would look at Portal and be like, "I'm going to speed run this." Oh yeah, people will speed. I mean, I speed ran Wally Bear, so people will speed run anything. You'd <laughs> well, be surprised. That's kind of actually a feature. You know how a, a lot of a lot of companies are making their their games are to to look and feel retro. Like you got that Korgoth and right. uh, Super Time Force. Well, Shovel those Knight. games, yes, and, and and just built into them is the the speed run element of it. Yeah, Even right. Rayman, you know, the new Rayman, like that's pretty much encourages a speed run of the game. Um, 
you you don't even play those games? Do you think that do you I guess my real question is do you think that when if they purposely want you to speed run it, you're not gonna? I mean, I, I'm sure I would enjoy playing like a recent platformer that that I think is a really cool speed game would be Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze for the Wii U. Oh, cool. Um, it, when you when you go fast, it's like the, that game was designed to go fast. Certain things line up just right if you if you go through a level uninhibited. And other games that are kind of geared towards speedrunning, um, I'm sure I would enjoy them. But it's like I have my fill right now with the uh, NES and Super Nintendo. And it also comes down to which which ones I can more efficiently practice. Like I can have save states on console for my NES and Super Nintendo games. For like a Nintendo 64 game, I don't have that, so I'd have to if I wanted to practice something, it would be an emulator. Or for any modern game, I probably don't have save states either. So. So sometimes oh, a yeah. game can be really, it can be really fun. But if I can't practice it and I can't learn how to speedrun it and practice hard tricks over and over again, I I personally lose interest because it just seems like I'm in, I'm being limited by something beyond my control. Oh, I see. Right. Maybe oh, they like start over all the time. Right. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, I, I get that. Dark Terex in the room just said Catherine is his favorite puzzle game, or her. It could be her. Um, yeah, I don't. Do you ever play Catherine? That's a good one. I personally haven't, but I've seen the speedruns of it. Oh yeah, yeah. That that looks pretty. It, it, it's it's pretty fun to play. At least at least that's what I think. But okay, well, I I, ha- I have to say this. When when I was a kid, I used to play a Sega game, and I know you know Sega's not really big on speedruns. Although, um, have you ever done a Sega game? I I I've, I have speedrun a Sega game. Which one? It was a it was a Mickey Mouse platform. Oh, the Mickey Ma- World of Illusion. Oh, World of Illusion. Okay, that, I didn't realize that was uh, on on Sega. Well, uh, there was there was a game that I actually speed run as a kid. I know I'm I, I act like I'm so good, but um, I the Lion King, and I know that, oh, yeah. that sounds silly and all, but uh, I used to do that game in under ten minutes. So I don't know. Maybe I'm. I think what I really what I'm saying is I want to see how fast you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I personally haven't played it. I, I don't know. I know it's also on the Super Nintendo. I don't know if it, oh, yeah, if it they're is. entirely Did, different games. Oh, or they're not. yeah, they're different. Totally different. Okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Lion King was just uh, done. I don't know if you're aware of the the games done quick speedrunning marathons on Twitch, um, but it was just done during. The one back in January, awesome games done quick, and with like a hundred thousand people saw yeah. it. Oh, the, oh wow! The, everyone in the room is saying that that's not possible to do in ten minutes. I'm sorry, I'm telling you, it's possible. Just uh, like it's not possible to jump through the piranha plants in Mario One, right? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> like it's not possible to do it in four minutes, fifty-seven seconds, and twenty. What is it? Twenty point two six. You're just something throwing like, numbers something out, like Dave. Point two six. Yeah, I got it right. Five eight six something QRT. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, Oh, they're saying the speed run for Lion King is 13 minutes. Okay, well then I did it in 14 minutes. <laughs> well, that's the Super Nintendo version. What they oh, what see? that guy linked to. So if the Genesis is different, yeah, you, you might be the first one. You gotta you gotta get a recording of that. I do, I do, I should. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I'd have to definitely brush off the rust for sure, because it, it's been a while since I've really kind of played through that game. But but I don't know. Uh, really, you got anything else? I think we're yeah, you know what? Uh, what <laughs> What is your next big goal right now? Yeah. That's something a lot of people ask me, and and over the few years that I've speedrun, I learned that I absolutely suck at predicting what I'm going to do wow. next. My sometimes just on a whim, I'll pick up a game and spend months on it. So I really, I don't know what my next big project is. I'm going to play Lost Levels 
that's my immediate project, but I don't know what my my next kind of long term game is going to be. Okay. Well, that's cool. Uh, oh, real quick, uh, what's your favorite uh, Mario character? Favorite Mario character? Anyone? Um, Villain? Face? Let me. <laughs> I think. Gosh, I, I I'm quite fond of uh, I'm quite fond of the shy guys. Nice from Mario Two. Yeah. Shy guys are sweet. Heck yeah. Well, I I think that's all we have for you. Uh, thank you for joining us. This was uh, awesome. We were actually really glad uh, to get a hold of you and to be able to do this. So thanks for taking the time, man. Sure, yeah, thanks, thanks, man. Totally. Thanks for uh, getting the word out about speedrunning. Of course, of course. We're, we, we love it, man. Anything anything video games, we're in. But if you guys, uh, please go and check out our... Uh, we have a bunch of other podcasts on conradio.com. Just search for Game Fix. That's us. Please follow us at Game Fix Show. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, see, I'm sitting here promoting me. Darby, and go ahead, promote yourself. <laughs> do what you got to do. <laughs> Hey, just come to twitch.tv slash Darby and then watch me play a game 13,000 times. Yeah, well, I, people seem to really enjoy it. So. Do, do, you have a, do you have a set schedule or anything? Uh, I work a typical like 9 to 5 job, so usually 8, eight o'clock Eastern time on the weekdays and then whenever on the weekends. That's, I don't have a strict schedule, so, but those are the okay. times that I'm available. Okay. Cool. Awesome. All right, Darby. Well, thank, thank you very you. much, man. Yeah. Sure. Thanks for your time. Thanks. Oh, how awesome was that? Darby, a very cool person, and uh, I, I hope to catch up with him even more because uh, I know he does other speed runs. You know, we talked about that, so we, we can't wait for him to break another record so we can get in touch with him again. But uh, that concludes the best of show. We are glad that you listened, and uh, don't worry. We're going to have another episode this coming Monday night and Monday night after that, and the Monday night after that, and the Monday night after that, blah, 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 blah. So please go on our website, gamefix.ning.com, and you'll see all of our stuff. We got blogs, we got pictures, we got videos. Please, please, please do that. Also, subscribe uh, to our YouTube page at GameFix Show. It's the same on Twitter at GameFix Show. It's the same on Instagram, GameFix Show. And you can find us everywhere. We are everywhere. So we will then see you in a few days and we'll talk to you more. Uh, a lot of good stuff coming up, and we are going to sound off about the Nintendo Switch. What's it all about? Is it going to be good? Are we going to like it? Are you going to like it? And I think that is the point of the whole conversation we're going to have. So uh, until then, goodbye. Have a nice day. Peace. And as Verlaine always says, I love you. Adios, turd nuggets. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, right.